an overachiever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, on that note. <laughs> of doing well doing swell i'm super excited to share today's guest with you her name is miranda porter and she just got done with her first experience of donating eggs miranda is an amazing mother to a beautiful lively little girl and now she's giving so many other women the opportunity to experience motherhood of their own i mean how many people do you know out here donating their eggs without further ado miranda porter well thanks for doing this with me I, th- I saw your post and I was like, oh my goodness, what perfect timing. It's International <laughs> Women's Month and Miranda's out here donating her eggs. <laughs> out here being a woman. A whole woman. A whole woman. <laughs> like literally as much of a woman that you could be. <laughs> I'm just spilling out womanhood everywhere. Spilling out all the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Farm fresh. Great egg. <laughs> Did you just decide you wanted to do this because you were looking for ways to volunteer or... Like, have you ever considered donating your eggs before? Yeah, no, it was really kind of random. And I was just looking for ways that I could help some ladies out there. You know, I'm passionate about the ladies and any way that I can help out. I recognize my own privilege as a as a lady in the world. So I, you know, want to do whatever I can to pitch in somewhere. But uh, it actually kind of started because whenever I had a really easy pregnancy, I was like, dude, I can be a surrogate. I would totally carry some babies for people. And then it came time to give birth. And that was like a shotgun blast out the hoo-ha. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know about that. A shotgun blast. (laughs) So this was like a really great compromise, I think, where I was like, I can still help people without adding any more stitches to the current situation yeah i would say that's uh, a happy medium for sure yeah so uh i'm really excited that i have been able to get through it you know this last weekend was the big finale i was reading your post and i saw that through this you know you don't have any medical bills but in addition to them doing the procedure and stuff like that you also got that test that test for any diseases or disorders you might carry yeah for sure so that's why I'm like if anyone's even considering it the best thing that you can do is just apply because even if you think something might disqualify you along the way you can still maybe get some really helpful information about your own fertility throughout the process there are lots of scans of the ovaries and things that are done and health screenings and then Eventually, the expensive genetic tests, they usually wait a little while to do that one to make sure you're fully on board so they aren't just shelling out the cash for anybody. But it was really helpful. And, you know, to find out that I was only a carrier for one thing is really nice. I was able to share the information with my siblings since there's a 50% chance that they would also be carriers for the same thing. So really Mm. helpful info all around. Yeah, that's really helpful information about your health, but also because now you know this about your own children and what they could possibly carry. Yeah, for sure. Be- because you don't get this information, you know, while you are pregnant yourself. Right. <laughs> which is crazy. I could have had the money, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then what other qualifications do you have to have to become an egg donor? 
So the list is exhaustive, to say the least. Um, they take a lot of precautions to make sure that, you know, any family that's going through this gets as much of a sure thing as they possibly can. Um, and that means having an egg donor that's in really great physical and mental health. So, you know, you have to be really good about no drug history, no alcohol abuse, you know, your actual physical body, keeping everything all cleaned up in here, which I stopped eating McDonald's, honestly, <laughs> like a little while before <laughs> it was getting down to it. I was like, okay, I'm going, like, someone's going to be physically examining me. No more McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> Don't look at me. So I was able to uh, figure that out a little bit before somebody got all up in the business. Um, but then there's also your family history that they consider. So you go through this whole family tree of all of your grandparents and your parents' medical history, as well as your own, of course, and your siblings. So um, any health issues that could arise from the children later in their life, they want to check those out just to you know, have all that information since there's really no contact after the donation is made. Um, so that was a really fun few hours. <laughs> and the application <laughs> process, even though it was really hard, it was still a lot of fun because I did learn some about my family history because I guess, you know, sometimes you don't really sit down to ask like, oh, what color was Nana's eyes? I don't remember, but, you know, someone does. <laughs> I was going to ask what the process of figuring out your family's history in terms of their health was, like how far back did you have to go and is there wiggle room if you just don't know? The, Of course, the preference is to know. Um, so if you have had an adoption in your family tree in the last couple steps, they usually don't accept that because then there's no way to know what that person's history was like. Um, but since it is mm -hmm. just word of mouth, of course, these doctors aren't like fact checking, you know, what year your grandpa was diagnosed with like <laughs> cancer or anything. They're, they're not like going into the records like that, but they do want you to be as honest as possible so that these families know what they can expect in the future, but they're also, you know, anything like that is not a disqualification necessarily as far as the health history because nobody's, you know, their whole family just died of old age at 90 with a beautiful, healthy life. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anyone uh, has a perfect family history. And I think that would be a red flag on the application, really, if you were just like, no, yeah, everyone <laughs> is perfectly healthy. <laughs> yeah, you sound a little bit too good to be yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> so I made sure to, you know, connect with as much as my family as I could about my grandparents, because not all of them are still living, of course. So we got as close to the dates as we could remember and as close to the diagnoses as we could remember and just tried to put something together that was an accurate reflection of, you know, the family health history. Yeah, I would. that is a big plus. You get to learn a lot about your family history and what also are possibilities for you to get that you might not have thought about before. Yeah, for sure. So you're in your in your post, you said it was about a two week process. So the actual injections themselves are two week processes, but from start to finish from like I'm filling out the application. So I filled out the application on Thanksgiving Day of 2020. And to have a turnaround like that where I'm already completing a donation cycle in what is it, March, I forgot what month it was, in March yeah. is actually really, really fast for 
what is normal for the process because yeah that's like five months yeah that's actually like really crazy because a lot of people it takes a lot more time to get into these appointments and get screened and everything and even the application processes you know a lot of different clinics have a lot coming in and they say only about three percent of the applications that they get ever end up being donors <laughs> wow so they have a lot to get through I know that's why I was like okay I gotta just try you know I was like there's yeah. no way I could actually do it I won't get picked dang three percent um, they, they picked me sis so I know so that was very flattering I was like man someone wants to have my baby yeah Miranda your ovaries <laughs> are in demand they are <laughs> and then even more so so I kind of signed up just to do a frozen donation cycle, which means that they would go into an egg bank and they would be kind of split up amongst a few different families. It's a cheaper option for them to do it that way. And what they said was, you know, we'll get you started with an egg donation cycle where we'll freeze them and send them off to the egg bank unless someone around here sees you on the database and uh, chooses you as their egg donor before we can get to that point then this other donor coordinator will steal you away and you'll do a fresh cycle is what they call it whenever the intended mother goes ahead and implants the embryos after they are made fresh (laughs) so lo and behold I get an email one day while I'm at work and it says you know, hey, Miranda, a, a couple was interested in having you as their egg donor. And I cried. I was like, <laughs> that is so sweet. Of course I will. She was like, are you interested? I was like, dumb interested. That is way cooler. <laughs> wow. So you get to, you went through the entire process. And then once you, you know, you found out you're qualified and a family picks you, you still have the option to choose if you still want to go through it or not. Right. Yeah. So I guess it kind of depends on my schedule, too. You know, they were like, hey, they're wanting to do a cycle upcoming in March. So if I had any big plans for March, I might have to respectfully decline. Um, But thankfully, I didn't. So (laughs) I didn't have any scheduling conflicts or anything. They didn't tell me anything about the family or anything. So, of course, you can't like discriminate. That'd be horrible anyway. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't be an egg donor. <laughs> if you're going to discriminate against a family that's going to get your eggs. But Seriously. Um, so yeah, I don't really know anything about them except their home state. Um, they know a little bit about me from seeing my profile. I have some pictures of me from whenever I was a baby all the way up until now, basically. Uh, all the different hair colors and stages of life <laughs> that I've gone through. <laughs> Uh, they've seen it all, so I, it's a little one-sided, but that's okay with me. <laughs> yeah, um, I also feel like that would help with the emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people decide uh, to keep it totally anonymous, you know, and some people choose to have it open. I actually marked on my paperwork that I'd be fine with any degree of anonymity. I was like, I'll go to the kids' baby shower if you want me to, or I will mind my own business for the rest of my life if you want me to. <laughs> uh, it really didn't make any difference to me, but I totally respect their privacy. I, I know I read your post, but just for those listening that might not have you, have the privilege of having you on Facebook. <laughs> Do you worry at all about the emotional connection that with the fact that, you know, you're you're going to have a kid out there somewhere? I really don't. Um, it was so whenever they first said that, you know, this family chose you, I assumed it's someone from, you know, this area that uses the same fertility clinic. And then I was like, holy crap, what if I'm like at the zoo? And I see a little kid that looks just like me. (laughs) How do I stop myself from being like, hello, are you donor conceived, little child? And then they like cry. Um, 
But so whenever they told me on my contract that they were actually from a different state, I was like, you know, that makes it a little bit easier. But at the end of the day, I really don't have any connection to my genetic material um, to be a little graphic. You know, this is just stuff that falls out every month anyway. <laughs> and I don't have any <laughs> emotional connection with it then. So uh, to give it to someone else to use is, you know, way more useful <laughs> than the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so we just don't matter. need all that waste just coming out of us <laughs> i know i was like i'm not using these we are not trying to have another baby right now we've got our own little toddler running around and she keeps us plenty busy so if someone else can use these by all means help yourself yeah i was gonna ask because you do have a kid did they ask for does your does your profile have any photos of cora because you know she is produced by you to see like <laughs> what your babies look like i would happily offer them if they asked me to but i didn't want to be like hey do you want photos of my offspring too plus she looks like exactly like her dad so i feel like that's kind of false advertising too but also i'm like man she is really cute we can really pull some people in with this kind of advertisement cora didn't know she was gonna be great marketing i know uh, but since she's a child and can't consent to that anyway no i didn't have any pictures of her on my profile i think there was one where you could see the back of her head um but that was all and the rest of them were just a little old me and uh whenever i was like a child and things and i was a pretty cute little kid so yeah i mean <laughs> you're you're a pretty cute human being oh, so thank you. Oh. i feel like cora is also like the perfect uh uh mash between you and caleb both thank i you. haven't noticed who she favors because <laughs> i see you guys both and i'm like oh my goodness that's she, their kid. Yeah, she has my chubby little baby face. Whenever I was a baby, I had all the face chunk, just like she does. Um, I think she also has your lips. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. She does have my little <laughs> smile. <laughs> Such an odd thing to notice, but I was looking at a photo. I remember telling Carson, I was like, Cora has Miranda's lips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. I have great lips. I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, you have great lips. Like, if I were to trade anybody lips, I'd be like, Miranda, come on. Give no them. way. That is such a Oh, honor. yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I was just talking about this with Carson the other day. Not the other day, but I think when I was last with him, I was like, Miranda has perfect lips. And Cora <laughs> is blessed with those lips. <laughs> I remember before she was born, I was just sort of doing like a draft pick. I'm like, okay, I hope she gets your this, my this. And I definitely did choose my <laughs> lips, to be honest with you. So, you know, it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. People would pay for those lips. <laughs> uh, mine so, are free, you know, it's cool. <laughs> you grew them yourself. I did all by myself. Homegrown. Homegrown. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about, like, was the timing, did the timing have to be perfect with your menstrual cycle? How did, how, how did all of that work out in terms of, like, making sure you're ovulating or, I don't know, being, I don't, I know nothing about fertility. <laughs> no. as so, you can. <laughs> so they can control it really easy with just a, a birth control pill, actually. So they just prescribed me. I had to pick up at the Walgreens just some regular birth control pills. They said, start these today. Um, they had the intended mother start them the same day so that our cycles would start matching up from day one of that cycle. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so they all they had to do was just time it around that, just starting the pill the same day. You said, yeah, all they had to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like they are controlling two human beings' menstrual cycles. That's I know. All they had to do. That's a lot of power. <laughs> and you actually did have to have a full-on 
procedure and go under for this. Yeah, I got a free nap out of that one. I am a mother <laughs> of a child. Like, I have not had a nap since 2018. Do you know how excited I was to go under anesthesia? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it wasn't, you know, the procedure itself wasn't that bad. I was totally unconscious. I don't remember a bit of it. Um, I woke up definitely feeling like I had been hit by a car, but uh, I knew that it was worth it and I knew that it would pass. And a couple days later, now I'm. I'm like bloated like a mofo like you would not believe I look pregnant so bloated <laughs> from uh you know the swelling and everything but otherwise feeling okay I go back to work tomorrow <laughs> so what would you rate your pain from this from on a scale of one to ten um at its peak like right whenever they wheeled me out my left ovary specifically was a hard seven <laughs> I think that was the power. left ovary. My left ovary specifically. The other one, I don't know why it wasn't pulling its weight or whatever, but I swear they got all 30 <laughs> eggs out of the left side because that one hurt. Wow. Um, yeah. So from there and there, it just really kind of faded. All I am on is just like Tylenol. They didn't give me any hard drugs or anything. So they they go in there and they essentially scoop out all of the good, healthy, fertile eggs that are ready. Yep. So throughout the appointments for the two weeks that I am having my injections and all of that, um, I go in about every few days just to have an internal ultrasound done. Um, so some people that have had children have had those. They're not the ones that go over your belly, but the ones that go um, up in the lady parts. And <laughs> they look at the ovaries <laughs> that way. Um, so, you know, throughout the last couple of weeks, I've gotten to see my ovaries grow to very abnormal size <laughs> with lots of beautiful eggs. Uh, so your ovaries usually start at like a walnut size and they grow to like the size of lemons to do this because each egg gets to be like so many millimeters long before they can pull them out. <laughs> this is a totally random question, but could you have sex on these injections that is a great question because the answer is no <laughs> no yeah, penetration like, you would get pregnant right off the with bat, 30 dude. babies that's a major <laughs> emergency <laughs> i do not need 30 babies um so yeah that is one of their big rules also just you know take it easy for the few weeks that i am on injections because i was pretty bloated throughout those weeks also and just sort of you feel the weight. You just know exactly in your body where your ovaries are, which is kind of a bizarre feeling because they're like, yeah. oh, there they are. I'm just dragging these things around now. <laughs> um, so, you know, they say no crazy exercise. Take it easy. Don't put anything up in there. Even, you know, after now, I can't use a tampon or anything this cycle. Um, it's mm. just got to have its privacy for the moment. And that's okay. It's all for a great cause. <laughs> no intruders at the moment, please. Yeah, it's closed. <laughs> So they were injecting you with hormones, right? Yes. So I was injecting myself with hormones. That was oh the my fun lord! Part. I know the whole time. So whenever I first had them, and I'm like ready to go, I'm like, who is trusting me to do this right now? I don't know anything about anything. I've never stabbed myself before, <laughs> and so I'm holding this thing, and it literally just looks like an epipen. And uh, lucky me, I've never had to use one before. And I'm just I'm pinching my belly, and I'm holding it, and I'm looking at it, and it's looking at me. And I'm looking at it and we're like, are we going to do this? And I had to just sort of like one, two, three, go. I didn't, it was really weird. But then I was like, oh, I didn't feel anything because it's just the tiniest little needle. It's so not a big deal. Um, and then every, ever since then, I'm just like, it's totally chill. Stab, stab, stab. And 
Get the job done. <laughs> totally chill. No big deal. Simple as that. Just stab yeah, yourself. I have a like times. a toddler climbing up my leg and like, you know, food's ready, about to eat my food. I'm just <laughs> shove it in. You got 30 ovaries hanging down there. <laughs> I'm dragging these things around and just stabbing them <laughs> all day. I will say if somebody were to randomly have 30 children all at once, I think it would be you. You like, think you I could would, handle that? <laughs> you could you I would expect no one else to handle that but Miranda. Like no, that job goes to Miranda. She <laughs> could handle that like no other. Like the way you are with Cora, like just crawling around growling at, <laughs> at stuff. Like all kids need that. We have a great time. <laughs> Caleb's great too. He's so involved. I'm really, really lucky to have, you know, somebody that supports me doing this. And, you know, he's had to take over pretty much all of the Cora functioning while I've been knocked out after this surgery. I could barely walk yesterday, so he has handled all of it and been a real champ. Yeah, you two are goals. I mean, you've been together yeah. since what, seventh grade? Uh, so I had a crush on him in seventh grade, but he was dating somebody else. So <laughs> I had to wait until high school, but yeah, it's a uh, 10 years this year. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That, that, that is wild. Like, I'm like, what? Is there anything that has been consistent for 10 years in my life? <laughs> Not when it comes to men. <laughs> no. <laughs> Outside of Carson, that's the closest I've gotten. And look at us. Yes, he has. He's been there. What a man. So, in terms of medical bills, this was all taken care of by the intended parents, correct? Yes. Yeah, so it's all taken care of by them. I even have an insurance card through the clinic where, if I were to have trouble related to the ovary specifically, you know, not anything you know, random. But if I were to have any issues, I would go to an emergency room and I would give them their insurance card even to cover it. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I think we were talking about compensation. Yes. So it is illegal to sell human tissue <laughs> under any circumstances. <laughs> so the eggs are totally donated. Um, but I am compensated for my time administering all these medications and my travel and all of that. Um, if you were to Google how much an egg donor makes, I can promise you that in the Midwest, it is the low side of that number. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in places like California, they are in much higher demand and there's a lot more, uh, you know, families of all different shapes and sizes out on the coasts. So you can make a lot more out there. So I wonder why it differs from state, because if you donated in the Midwest, but your eggs are going to another state, why would that matter, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess it really is just like a supply and demand thing. Um, but I don't think there's a whole lot of need for donors out here. But yeah, you have a mm. good point. If it's going to an egg bank anyway. Um, but I guess because in an egg bank cycle, uh, the cost for the recipient is lower. So I guess it sort of balances out a little bit since they get mm. less eggs from the portioning of them uh, whenever they are frozen. They're not as you know fresh <laughs> as the fresh ones. Yeah. Uh, there's still, I think, just as good of a chance of achieving a pregnancy with them. But I don't know. I haven't looked into the data that much. But yeah, compensation can totally vary. Uh, it also varies for the donor themselves. Like if you have a degree from like Harvard, there's flyers all over Harvard, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> that say like, become an egg donor, make $50,000. Um, and I really don't know how true any of that is. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, was able to make enough where we have Cora's childcare all the way up until she's in elementary school all figured out. We don't have to worry about where that extra money per month is going to come from. And it's really set us up to be 
nice and financially stable. Uh, you know, we do fine for ourselves, but <laughs> we're not any good at saving money. So to have a nice amount come through <laughs> like this uh, is super helpful. Yeah, that that's a big perk to donating your eggs. Yeah, it definitely is. And the so whenever you have your psych evaluation, that's a fun one. They do ask you, you know, why are you doing this? Because if it is for the money, their worry is that you will have regrets for the emotional side of it. If it's something mm -hmm. that you're like, oh, I just sold out, you know, just to make a quick buck, then uh, they're a little bit more worried about how you'll feel about it later on whenever that's not yeah. you know, an instant gratification kind of thing. Um, so my psychologist lady was very happy with my understanding of the process and everything. It even says in my contract that, like, it states in there that I am financially stable and this is not, like, a last-ditch effort to keep my head above water or anything, um, which it is a really great option for women that really need the money, too. So I hope that it's not super strict on blocking that out for people that need it as long as they're also otherwise eligible. Yeah, and this is kind of just like a nice, like, you know, you were looking for something to do to volunteer, and you just happened to be super healthy to where this worked out for you, and you're able to donate your eggs. Like, the money was just a plus. Yeah, a huge plus. And it, I mean, especially whenever the pain came around after the retrieval and everything, it was a huge plus. And, uh, I was like, okay, I would have done this once for free, for sure. I would check it out. I would give it my best shot, see if I could do it. <laughs> um, but after that, I was like, man, that did not feel good. And I definitely appreciated the fact that I was being compensated after the fact. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think no matter what, I probably would have done it at least once for free. <laughs> Um, um and you said you would do it again yeah I'm actually really excited to do it again so one of my last checkup appointments before I had my retrieval my donor coordinator was like so you're in really high demand and I was like what <laughs> and she was like we have three different recipient couples on like a list that want to use you as a donor and I like my jaw dropped I couldn't even believe that I was picked for a fresh cycle the first time around so quickly so to have more people you know, just ready to go is so bonkers. And I'm really excited to be able to help that many people just enjoy the simple things that I enjoy every day, you know, waking up to a sweet little laughing baby. That's all anyone could really ask for. <laughs> yeah. So what's the timeline with this? Like, is there a time where, you know, you can't do this again for another, you know, three months or is it another year? Yeah, they say a couple months because uh, they want your cycle to regulate again. And I hear that I'm going to have like a really <laughs> tough end of a cycle after ovulating 30 eggs. So I can only imagine oh what Lord. that's going to be like. I cannot speak on that yet, um, <laughs> but it's probably going to look like a crime scene. I'm just terrified. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, after a couple months, they say you could do it again. They do usually have you max out at six donations. Um, it's just because I think that the long-term risks aren't super studied at this point. You know, IVF has mm. been around for a pretty long time, but not long enough to know, you know, the full, full side effects for long-term. And of course, if there's a needle going into your ovaries a few times, it's going to build up some scar tissue and that can't be great for them. <laughs> and then yeah. also by the time you get through six cycles, a lot of people have aged out of the eligibility window too. You know, they want you to be in your 20s just to avoid any complications with the egg quality that come with age. Yeah, and also, you know, 
the more babies you have out there, the more of a chance there is for them to run into each other or... <laughs> yeah, it's like a super common thing for uh, donor-conceived children to link up and get together. There's like all a lot of like online support for donor-conceived children. Oh, the other... that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. They can find their half-siblings and things. They also told me that if I am to do like a 23andMe or an Ancestry.com, that they can easily just find me and it'll be like, dude, that's your mom. <laughs> so <laughs> that's actually something that I would like to do because I think if, you know, a kid is old enough to purchase an Ancestry DNA kit, but not quite 18 and they really want to know my information, I, I want to be available on there. Even for after yeah. they're 18 too, you know, they can all connect with each other and they'll be able to find me. So I hope that's something that I'll be able to do soon. Yeah, and granted, they'll have all of their, you know, health history probably before they were to find you. But if they didn't and they wanted to find that, you'd be easily accessible for that. Yeah. Another funny thing that happened that I want to do this ancestry DNA thing for is that so the carry the one that I'm a carrier for, the disease that I'm a carrier for is really common among um, Ashkenazi Jewish heritage. <laughs> and I know nothing of any Ashkenazi Jewish <laughs> heritage in my timeline. So I'm like, bro, am I Ashkenazi Jewish? I really want to take one of these now and find <laughs> out. I'm like, who'd have thunk? <laughs> now I'm curious. But I think it's also interesting that they didn't have you do like a, a, a DNA test before. So they had me do the DNA test that gave me all my gene profile of what I'm a carrier for. Um, but not for one that's like, am I a biological child of my parents or anything like that? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I also wonder if, you know, what if you were already on birth control? Would they still prescribe you their birth control or would they link up, you know, the the potential mom to be on the same cycle as you if you're already on it? Did, did they happen to ask you that if you were already on it? Yeah, so whenever I applied, I went ahead and stopped taking birth control because I had no idea um, how that would affect being chosen for a cycle. So I went ahead and stopped taking a birth control pill. And then, uh, so whenever they prescribed it, I just started up that cycle. But if I were still taking the birth control pill, that's totally fine. They just would start her on my first pill of the pack. Um, and I think the only birth control methods that you can't donate with are like the implant and certain hormonal IUDs have to be out for a certain amount of time before you can donate. It's also interesting that you stopped your birth control so on Thanksgiving or around November, December, mm -hmm. um, and that you were so successful at producing so many eggs. Because I hear that if you're on birth control for you know a long term amount of time, your body takes a minute to recoup and rebalance and be able to produce eggs. Right. Yeah. I have been blessed in my life with like a militantly regular cycle <laughs> and I've always been able to sort of track it and, you know, track, basically use that as birth control in a few ways too. So uh, I wasn't worried about getting off of it and my cycle did come back really regularly, like after the wow. next month. So that's impressive. I know. I'm like, I've got a tight <laughs> ship down there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dang, I, I, I hate to like, you know, I don't hate to say it, but yeah. your vagina is impressive. <laughs> Thank you. I think so, too. She's been through a lot, you know. Um, Does she have a name? No, you can name it if you want to. I'll have to I'll have to You're get just with Carson on, on that. Yeah, uh, that's probably yeah. best. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he named mine. So yeah, it's only fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any 
advice for any people that may be looking to donate or maybe even just a new perspective on egg donors, whether you are going to donate your eggs or if you're going to look for an egg donor? Yeah, so my advice to anyone that's considering it is absolutely to apply. Uh, The first application that you fill out through any sort of egg bank is usually just a quick one that is like, you know, your name, your age, a couple things like that. Um, And then if you pass like the basic qualifications, they do send you the long one. And it takes a lot of time to fill out, but it's not so bad. You get to go and look through all of your baby pictures and, you know, send some in to put on your profile. And it's a lot of fun. And then if you get through the rest of the screening process, then great. That means you're in absolute awesome health, which is (laughs) very flattering. Uh, So if you're considering it all, I think it's great to at least contact a clinic and see what it entails because every clinic is very different too. Um, And you can ask them lots of questions and they'd be happy to answer them. Um, For anyone that's looking for an egg donor, I think the main thing, oh my goodness, for anyone looking for an egg donor, I know that that's generally the last decision in a long, long list of really heartbreaking realizations. So my heart goes out to anyone that is looking for an egg donor, and they really inspired me to become an egg donor because I can't imagine what that feels like, you know, uh, to just want something so bad and not be able to do it. So uh, that's another reason to become an egg donor, of course. It all goes hand in hand. But I put on my application uh, to anyone reading this, you know, like kudos to you (laughs) for making it this far trying this hard that means that you want something so badly and that you'll be a great mom if you want it that badly so I know that (laughs) all these little egos are going into great hands for someone that can that has wanted this for a really long time uh so that's really great (laughs) yeah um and how was your family like when you told them you know you were looking into becoming <laughs> That's a an egg donor? That's a good question <laughs> because like most people you know much like yourself most people have never even heard of anyone that they know being an egg donor it's just like it's kind of outside of the norm and a lot of people that do it are pretty private about it and I respect people's privacy for sure but my mom was like someone else is going to have your baby. And I'm like, okay, mom, well, if you put it that way, biologically, yes. And I'm totally fine with it. (laughs) Um, And Caleb's really, really supportive too. He thinks it's great uh, because he also has enjoyed the fruits of our literal labor, you know, having a kid is so (laughs) exciting for everybody. And so, you know, as soon as I'm like, hey, like y'all just look at this baby I made, okay? Look at how happy she made you. And why would I not give that joy to someone else if I can? Like, I'm going to yeah. go for it. <laughs> yeah. And you've been blessed with the health and now your ovaries are in demand. People are like, we want <laughs> Miranda Porter's eggs now. <laughs> they are hot on the market. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to coming on Doing Well, Doing Swell and uh, sharing your experience because... This is unique. It is. It it wasn't something that I had really thought of much before I thought of it. And then I had no doubts about it. (laughs) So not every day you come across somebody who is just an avid egg donator who can produce 30 eggs at once (laughs) and let alone (laughs) feel her ovaries hanging. Like, I don't know if I've ever (laughs) felt an ovary and I'm like, do I want to feel one of my ovaries? No, that's what I said too. I was like, you know what? I love being blissfully unaware of where anything is inside my body because then if something hurts, I'm like, it's gas. It's fine. It's gas. (laughs) 
now I know like crap that's my over yeah <laughs> see I'm like I wouldn't even be able to pinpoint that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm blessed with that knowledge now that oh shoot that was my ovary but <laughs> it's all for the good cause it's fine and now I also feel like it's kind of cool to have a little bit of insight of what's going on in your body versus just being blissfully ignorant about it right i have seen these ovaries in all of their different forms they have i've become very familiar with them over the past few in that weeks. photo on facebook that you posted those are your huge ovaries right so that is one ovary those are all like the little oh, eggs that, inside that's it one ovary with a whole mm -hmm. bunch yeah of so eggs. that's lefty she's the big one <laughs> Uh, and my mom was like, I was trying to count them. I'm like, mom, that's even a three-dimensional object that's in like a flat picture. Like there's more <laughs> on top and behind all those. Like Lefty was really pushing them. So can't even count them in the picture. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. That's so much. She's an overachiever. An overachiever. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> oh well thanks again miranda i really this was hey, this is amazing thank you thank you i'm so glad you, so you got to educate to... a whole bunch of people <laughs> about ovaries you know i just wish that i knew someone that did it before i did it that's why i was like you know i'm gonna go ahead and make this really long facebook post because uh i would have loved to have just read someone's firsthand account <laughs> that i knew yeah <laughs> that'd I been mean, real nice I wouldn't have, like, your post was, I was like, oh, wow, I've never even thought about this. And you educated me so much just in a simple Facebook post. So <laughs> I know it's going to be so helpful I really for tried. people who haven't even thought of this as well. <laughs> All right. I was like, okay, out of the million questions that I've been asked in the last two weeks, which ones have I gotten the most? <laughs> yeah. So if people have more questions for you that maybe don't have you on Facebook, is there an email or something where they could reach out to you to discuss this with you? Oh, for sure. I'm stop at Stop It Miranda, all one word on Twitter. Feel free to find me on Twitter. Um, or uh, if you know Mallory personally, of course, that she can get you in touch too. But mostly you can just Google a lot of questions also. And Google is a, a very big fountain of knowledge. Uh, and if you get connected with a fertility clinic that's near you, I'm sure that they could answer a lot of more specific questions to a potential case that you would be involved in too. Yes. Amazing. All right, follow Miranda on Twitter, hit her up, ask her all of the questions about the, at Stop It Miranda. At Overachiever. I'm changing my Twitter handle. We're going to make a whole Twitter handle just for Miranda's ovaries. Yes. For Lefty specifically, follow my left ovary on Twitter at Overachiever. And watch her, watch, watch, watch that profile go viral. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, this was amazing. Thanks, Miranda. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to Miranda and her experience. Remember to hit her up on Instagram at Stop It Miranda. And if you have any questions, just let me know. I can connect you guys. You can hit me up on Instagram at Miss Mallory Lovings or via email at InsideMallory'sBrain at gmail.com. Remember to be well and stay swell. I'm Mallory Lovings. Peace. Thank you.